written in our heart. And that 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, that we are ambassadors for Christ. Just trying to gear myself up before I start. And I'll always be ready to give an answer to anyone that asks the reason of your hope and meekness and fear. 1 Peter 3.15. Preparing this message, I had to really gut check myself. Um, you know, when you're preaching about something, you have to live it also. And uh, this earthen vessel, you know, sometimes we stay in it and do things ourselves. And that was a challenge for me uh, uh, this week with um, company coming in on Thursday. So from a seven-day week, I went from not having AC service, air conditioning service, the AC went out, to the lights going out. Now, with me, that last week of preparation is vital for me. And it was hard to do it in the heat. But the Lord found a way. Amen. This message is titled, Earthen Vessel. And I don't know if many of you remember I Dream of Genie. was a favorite show of mine. So the genie inside of a vessel. And the commander found her, I guess, on the, on the beach. And... Some kind of way, he rubbed it, and she'd come out of it. And she would do wonderful things for him. I mean, it was almost like Bewitch, which was another show. But when she would come out of it, she would do miracles for him. And I was trying to think about titling this, uh, The Genie in the Bottle. But I didn't. I, I went with what the, what the Word of God says. But it plays a part uh, in this message. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. And we're going to read that. Okay. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonest, dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of truth, of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the, of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. 
cast down but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, just again, thank you for this day. Lord, just thank you for the uh, opportunity to, to preach to your people and to be behind the pulpit of Northwest Baptist, Lord. I, I don't take this lightly. I just pray that you would set a watch over my mouth, Lord, and guard the doors of my lips that everything I say may be pleasing to you and may be edifying to the listeners and that everything that we do here, that I do here, Lord, will be pleasing to you. Lord, thank you for this this, this message. Um, help me, give me clearance, and give me the liberty to share what you've put on my heart to the church. We thank you and we love you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In an earthen vessel. And what it's symbolizing is this body we have here is the earthen vessel. But there's treasures inside of this earthen vessel. Treasures. A quantity of precious metal, gems, or other valuable goods. Wealth being collected, gold, silver, accumulation, a collection of things you set for the future, for future use. My son and I, uh, when he was young, we were collecting baseball, football, basketball cards. It's over 1,000, 2,000 cards for future use. Now, I have no idea if they're worth anything. They, I doubt if they are, but that was like a treasure. Treasures that we hoard, old grandmother's keepsakes, old jewelry from your mother or your father, old wedding dresses that you only wear once, old wedding shoes, 1982, shoes I wore when I got married, treasures that we hold on to. But there's God's value treasures, Psalms 135.7. He causes the vapors to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasures. Psalms 135.7. Treasures of abundance. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. Exodus 19.5. Then there's also the treasures of the wicked. They store them up also. Treasures of the wicked profit nothing. God takes away their substance, Proverbs 10, verses 2 and 3. See, the riches that they get by doing wrong, it has no value to it. Then we have our personal treasures. Pride, greed, selfishness. Oxford defines pride as the quality of having an excessively high opinion of oneself or one's own importance. We think of the Apostle Paul. He had a valuable good of power, persecuting the churches in Jerusalem, took pride in watching Stephen being killed. He had a high opinion of himself. He said, if any man thinks 
he has more to boast about in the flesh, Paul says, I have more. Pride, high opinion of education, high opinion of your wealth, high opinion of your title, high opinion of how you look. Example, as a, a model. Selfishness. Oh, boy. I had that problem with selfishness. And I still have to work on it day to day. But back in the days, it was outrageous. I like to play basketball, and I like to win. So I like to stack the team so I can win. Well, we had a church I was going to. We had a gym, and they allowed me to open up the gym. So now I have the key and the ball. And when we would play, if you win, you stay on the court. If not, you have a long wait. Most of the time, we win. But the times we didn't, there go the lights, there go the ball, and the gym is locked up. Selfishness. That was then. Selfishness. How we look at people. How we look at that beggar on the street. How we look at people in jail, incarcerated. Or people that don't look like us. I'm the man. I'm more important than they are. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But lowliness of the mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Philippians 2, 3. Greed. The more you have, the more power you have. The more money, the more power. We think of Simon the sorcerer in Acts 8, Acts 8 verses 18 and 19. He was already doing his little witchcraft at, at first anyway, probably making money. Well, now you see these apostles laying hands on people, doing miracles. He wants some of that. Now he wants to buy it. Of course, they didn't give it to him. But, but greed. We need to ask God to search us and know our heart and see if there be any wicked ways in us. Psalms 139, 23 and 24. Examine me, test me, know my concerns and see if there's some offensive ways in me. Treasures. But what is this treasure in this earthen vessel we're talking about? Let's look at verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy and grace, we faint not, we do not give up. This ministry that we have. And there's a lot of the ministries that's, that's out there that's do, 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 and um, do certain things plus faith. Keep the Ten Commandments. Keep the sacraments. Uh, the church I was at, uh, no, when I was about 18, 19 years old, it was as long as you don't commit adultery, you're okay with God. A lot of ministries. But our ministry is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Done, done, done. 
It is finished, John 19.30. That's, that's the treasure we have in this earthen body. Now, that treasure didn't come easy. It didn't come lightly. A price had to be paid. Blood had to be shed. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also receive, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. That's the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. For the past two weeks, three weeks, Pastor Darren has been preaching on out of uh, Ephesians. And he had said in Ephesians 2.1 that we were dead to the trespasses of sin. But we were made alive. We were quickened and made alive, Ephesians 2.1. We were dead walking in our sinful ways. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. But the gift is of God, Ephesians 2.8. So we've been justified freely by his grace, Romans 3.24. Why? Because God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for us, that we'd have everlasting life, John 3.16. So God sent his son into the world that the world might be saved. That's John 3.17. He that believeth on the son has everlasting life, John 3.36. But God, but because of God, who is rich in his mercy and his grace and his love for us, he made us alive, Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. See, we were dead, now we're alive. We were unforgiven, now we're forgiven. We were lost, now we're saved. We were hell-bound, now we're heaven-bound. We have all the riches in heaven. And he has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places. We have a seat in heaven now. This is what the gospel of Jesus Christ did for these earthen vessels. But God, with his mercy and his grace, gave us this work to do. 2 Corinthians 4.1. Let's look at verse 2. It shows us how to live and how to honor God. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in the craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Hmm. We've put away the hidden things we used to do, the dishonesty that we used to do. I, I, I'll tell you, early on uh, in, in my Christian walk, when I first got saved, in my thinking, in this earth, earthen vessel, I could still straddle that line. I could still do what Stan wants to do and what God wants to do. And to me, in this earthen vessel, I'm pleasing both parties. Well, conviction plays a part. Now you're peeking on who's looking when you're in the store. And you're coming out with something you shouldn't have. Now you're wondering if who sees you. It, it just reminds me of a song, and you all might not be familiar with it, but it's 
My mind's playing tricks on me. Because I'm thinking they're looking. They might not be looking, but who knows if they're looking. And if they're looking, they're going to know. And if they know, they're going to go tell. And I have to build up a story of what I'm going to say after they say what they're going to say, if they saw me. <laughs> so the mind is just playing tricks on me. That's the conviction. But how we honor him, that's how we're supposed to live. Now, how we honor him with this treasure, manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You see, we renounce these secret things, these shameful things that we used to do, not acting deceitfully, distorting the word of God. And that can happen easy, distorting the word of God. Uh, uh, Eric was speaking on it this morning. We can take light and darkness from the Bible and put it in place of black and white that they're not supposed to mingle together. We can distort God's word. We can take that word and say every seed bearing a plant, God put there. Hmm. That must mean that's what marijuana is for if God put it here. We can distort God's word. But we've gotten away from those things. And preaching his word one way and living and walking in another way, but teaching the truth plainly to everyone so they can see how we've committed ourselves openly in the sight of God, stating the truth, walking in a way that is pleasing to God, displaying how we delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, Psalms 1-2. Now, since we have this treasure in this earthen vessel, what do we do with it? Well, we're to share this gospel. Verse 3 and 4. But if this gospel, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Talking about Satan, who blinds us with our sin in our life, blinding us from hearing the truth of the gospel, keeping us in bondage of doing what he would have us to do. And sometimes that put us in places we don't really want to be in the hospital, in the grave, incarcerated. I have a real close friend that uh, I'm sure some of you know of. And his life is just still in that treasure because these things become your treasure. I mean, sin can become your treasure to where you glorify it. You live for it every day. You get excited about it. And he's my age. And still with this sin and just living it and living it and living it and living it. And this is a Christian that I think 
And because we're a Christian, Satan doesn't stop. I mean, he's still at you. That's why the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, our sins become our treasures. And then you have some people will say, well, I don't believe everything that the Bible says. Well, they cannot believe what the Bible says because probably the Bible condemns what they're doing in their life. Um, Again, before I got saved, an example of my life, it was fun. It was exciting. It gave me an Oxford definition of one's importance. That I'm somebody. I was laying up for myself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust do corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Matthew 6.19. But until I met someone that hit me to the glorious light of Jesus, that same gospel I just shared with you, I begin to lay up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust and corrupt, or where thieves do break through and steal, nor steal. For where your treasures are, your heart be also. Matthew 6, 20, 21. See, in these earthen vessels, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, so we may freely know the things given to us by God in this earthen vessel. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 4, 5. So we have this glorious ministry, but also this glorious ministry can be used for perfecting the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, Ephesians 4, 12. We have that here at Northwest Baptist, where we try to build up the body of Christ here and grow and mature ones. We have discipleship classes on Wednesday nights. We have barbers always try to train someone in the, in the sound booth. Iron sharpen iron. So a man sharpen the countenance of his friends. So we can improve each other. Proverbs 27, 17. So we can be like that threefold card that's not easily broken. Ecclesiastes 4.12. So what we're trying to build that so we all work in harmony, edifying each other, strengthening each other, begin to add stone, stone here, stone there, building the building. Now, let's look at verse six. Here's the light of knowledge that we get from this verse. And what Paul is explaining here is spiritual darkness and physical darkness. The comparison. Just as God called the physical light to divide the darkness in Genesis 1, 1 through 4, God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. He delivered us from the power of darkness, that spiritual darkness that we were in. Jesus is the light of the world. John 8, 12, he has shined spiritual light into these darkened hearts. 
so we can go out there and battle Satan that, that's blinding the people in this world so they don't believe. Give us that strength. Second Corinthians 4.4 4. For in Christ is found all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2.3 But the key verse here. Second Corinthians 4.7 Let's look at that. But we have this treasure in this earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. In this earthen vessel, we have this treasure. We have this light. But Paul is speaking of us as this earthen vessels like a clay jar, fragile container made from the earth, Genesis 2-7, when God formed man. Job even said, the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty has given me life. Behold, I am according to thy wish in God's stead. I also am formed out of clay. Job 33, 4 and 6. So our best days were just dignified dirt. This earthen vessel must be broken. The example I was speaking of all week when the AC went out I'm hearing God, but I'm hearing myself. So I'm thinking of, oh, this movie, The Godfather, he would take all his powers to get whatever he wanted. So I'm thinking this, okay? The home warranty company wants me to wait for the new part. It's hot. I want to get my own contractor to do the work. So now... I'm thinking, okay, they want to play like that? Hmm. My daughter is an attorney in the state of Texas. Hmm. Then I can go to FaceTime, TikTok, Nextdoor, all these websites, whatever it is, social media, and blast them. Or threaten them with canceling my policy and get my money back. Hmm. I had to think, now you're preaching on a broken vessel and utilizing the strength of God and not yours. So what are you trying to do? Try to do it myself. Well, I come to Thursday night men's group with Bob and he shares with me a, a contractor that, that could do the work or could look at the work. Well, I call him, and he comes and finds out that he could fix this without even buying this new part. When you get out of that vessel and allow God to do things, you see exactly what he does. That's that glorious light. What is the picture here? Gideon, chapter 7 in Judges. He started off with 2,200 men, and God said that was too many. 
So he cut it down to 300. Now they're fighting against 135 Midianites. The average person would think, okay, God, this is not enough men. He went ahead. I think Gideon was broken early in chapter 6, but his troops had to see God do this work. So they had a vessel in one hand with a lamp in it, the arm in the, uh, a horn in the other hand. Now that light is only with the vessel on, it's just giving you a little light above. But Gideon told them, we blow the horn, break the vessel, so as they blew the horn, the Midianites was asleep. It's like midnight. The horn goes off, the vessels are broken, the light expands, and now they see the enemies fighting each other. Now they're running, and they're running right to them. But that vessel had to be broken. That vessel has to be broken in us to actually see the light of Jesus Christ in his face, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That had to happen with me just the, the other day. And when that vessel is broken, we can see the work that God does. Another example with the alabaster box. The woman pouring the ointment on, on Jesus she didn't just get it out the box. She broke the box with no intentions on ever using that box again. That should be us. Breaking this vessel with no intention on going back to where Stan can figure it out. You know, we, we here in America, we try and we reuse and we recycle just about everything. And we do that in our daily lives. When things go sour... We try and fix it. We use that, uh, that phrase as another, other ways to skin a cat. We don't want to give up on ourselves. We can't fight this God of this world to open the eyes of the blind on our own. But God can. We don't want to understand we walk after our own devices, Jeremiah eighteen twelve. We don't want to understand that we lean on our own understandings, Proverbs 3, 5. We don't want to understand that through our desires, we separate ourselves from the wisdom of God, Proverbs 18, 1. We think highly of ourselves. We look at pull up your bootstrap and take that I can mentality. Never beg, never ask for help. We don't want to accept that we are marred vessels made of clay, Jeremiah 18.4. We need our marred earthen vessel to be broken, to move out of the way for good, so we can see the power of God and not of ourselves. The longer we stay in this earthen vessels, the more we begin to see things happen, even though it's God doing it, but we take the credit for it. And that's what God was trying to show the Midianites. Because if I send you with that many men, you're going to think you won the battle. But if I send you with few, 
you would have to know that they didn't do that. You'd have to know somebody's doing this. If, if they wake up and they're fighting each other, and now they're running right to you, the vessel was broken. The light was shown. You see, Paul, who was persecuting the churches, he said in, Ephesians, in, in Philippians 3, 7, and 8, I count all things as dung, as lost, to gain the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Philippians 3, 7, and 8. Being found in him, not having my own righteousness. And that's what we're so, so quick to do. But when we are broken and really rely on him, we'll know it. David said, I have been talked about by my enemies and neighbors, my acquaintance. They see me in the street and they run. I hear the chatter in the street how they are planning on taking my life. There is fear on every side. I'm like a dead man, a broken vessel. Oh, but I trust in you, Lord. You are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Psalms 31, 11 through 15. Well, we have broken. But Paul says that we are troubled on every side, but not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. We will be afflicted, but not crushed. Being in the midst of life turmoil, we will not sink into despair. Always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our bodies. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9, and 10. Our broken vessel allows Christ to keep us from being defeated from the trials of life. It allows our life to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. Over and over, God is asking us to be broken. A broken spirit and a broken and humble heart, contrite heart. Psalms 51, 17. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Why? Because the brokenhearted will allow God to work in their behalf. Psalms 34, 18. He heals the broken heart. He binds up the wounds of the broken. Psalms 147.3. I think of the beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Broken and in need of seeing the knowledge of God through the face of Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to hear more about this broken, about the poor in the spirit, you have to come back to the two o'clock service. But in closing... This message has been geared to Christians about the treasures we have in this earthen body and how this earthen vessel needs to be broken to really experience the excellency of the power of God and not of us. This brother of mine has a, uh, a prison ministry that they call broken pottery. These guys in prison, they're broken. 
They are willing and ready for God's power in their lives and not theirs. They probably have tried over and over on their own to do things, but they failed. They want to see the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ. And that should be us. Broken pottery. So God can display his power. And we not fight it. So we can experience the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the faith of Jesus Christ and not of us. If you're here without Christ and you want that treasure, I shared with you about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That is the gospel. That's believing on Jesus Christ, the son that gives us life. Trusting in Jesus. Break the earthen vessel. Stop relying on ourselves. Every moment, every breath, let God have his way in you. And as we prepare for an invitation, just know that the key to this message is just this vessel needs to be broken. And the longer we, ho- we don't, we rely on ourselves. In every situation, just like the air conditioning, right away I went to, I'm going to sue these people. I'm going to do this. They were legally right because the unit was under warranty and you're supposed to go to the manufacturer. Well, I don't want to side with that. Well, I have to think about my message, being broken, and let God do it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time up here. And Lord, I just pray that it fell on fertile ground and we can see ourselves as this vessel, that's more vessel, and we have the treasure within us, and Help us to be like a Gideon and we break that vessel and we can see the light of the glory of God and see you and face to face of Jesus Christ do the work in our lives. And we ask that if there's anyone that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, that you would just work on their heart and uh, they could come forward and if they, they don't, they can trust you right where they are as soon as they walk out the door. But, but let it be known that today is the day of salvation. We thank you, Lord, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.